Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. My name is Bella and we are here for another week, which is very exciting, especially considering I was meant to record this so long ago and my phone just decided to fill up on storage and I had to fully delete so many apps. Like we're talking big ones. I've deleted Snapchat. I've deleted my email account. I've deleted everything because I need to record the podcast and this is not going to be possible unless I record this now. So I'm not going to overthink the fact that I've just deleted five years worth of photos doesn't matter. The memories are locked in my head. Also, I feel like Snapchat's an online app, so I feel like I won't have deleted everything, you know? Like, you just need to log back in and it'll all be there. This is when I find out that is not how it works and I'll just be really, really sad. But anyway, we move. I can't believe it's the first week of Jan over already. There's going to be 52 times I record this podcast and I've already done the first one. And it just feels like, I think as you get older, the years just get faster and faster and faster because you stop having these, like, really obvious chapters in your life that allow you to kind of like associate with like beginning and starting and makes time feel like it's moving slower because I think when you're an adult and you're just working time tends to blend you start your routine you end up merging into the other things and then all of a sudden another year has passed and you don't really know what you've done and that's what I'm really conscious of this year because I think last year last year I had to be like very kind to myself I found last year really hard I found my master's dissertation one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life like that was difficult and so I just had to give myself a lot of like grace and be calm and just try and just get through it but this year I want to be more on top of it I want to be pushing myself I want to try and like achieve my goals and be productive and I have noticed a shift in my mindset like one of my big goals is to reduce my screen time and I'm not going to do this cold turkey because like I think as dramatic as this sounds like we are a little bit addicted and so I'm not going to be able to just go like no phone at all and also I want to create content and I need to record the pot like do you know what I mean like I use my phone for a lot of things but what I have been thinking is that rather like when I go on my phone I want to do something I'll make myself go on an app before I go on TikTok so I've been using Juno a lot which I think I mentioned this last week and it's that money saving like teaches you about how to save money app and I just find it so interesting I've realized I really want to learn a language and I'm really going to try, but I'm not that good at it. And also something about the Duolingo streak really annoys me. Like, I know it really motivates some people. For me, it's really irritating. And so I need to get through, like, that mindset. But anyway, with this one, you don't get a streak. You just constantly earn points. And so I don't feel bad if I've missed a day and I don't feel guilty and it all works out much better. And so I'm going to do that each day and I've been doing that before I go on TikTok it's kind of like a buffer like you know it's like habit stacking but I've been stacking like my bad habits with good habits before them because then it makes me think twice about doing the bad habit and then I'm also I'm on my phone on TikTok for less amount of time because I feel like I'm only ever on it for like five minutes it's never a big scroll it's just like a little bit of a distraction and then I've also maybe this is weird to admit but I've like in the last week's podcast, I really realised that when I go scrolling, it's because I'm trying to escape how I currently feel. And so rather than in those moments, just trying to escape and just trying to take myself out of that situation, I've just been trying to deal with it. Just been being like, you know what, this is okay. Or if it hasn't been okay, but I'm mad, like one time I had a massive cry and I just called my mum. And I was like, in those moments, I would have probably just tried to push that bubbling feeling down using like different distraction techniques which sometimes does work like sometimes you have to just distract yourself and it'll go but I don't think that's been healthy for me because I think I've been doing it for so long that I haven't actually been processing any of these like tiny emotions and so they've been bubbling into bigger emotions and that makes me feel kind of more overwhelmed with everything 
And so I think, and I wonder sometimes if these New Year's resolutions and trying to grow into a bigger, like, better person, I think it just comes also from just growing up. I've got another year under my belt and I know these things about myself and I'm ready to implement them. Whereas I think this time last year, this time last year, I was so upset with just uni was so difficult. Like I can't and you cannot. It was the most difficult thing I have ever done. It was really, really, really hard. And so I didn't really feel like I had. I knew what I was doing and I didn't feel like I knew. I just didn't feel motivated to do it because it was so difficult. Whereas now I'm in much a better place. Everything is going better. But anyway, on to the life update for this week's podcast before I rant on and on about how I'm trying to be a better person this year. I've come back to London this week and it's been really lovely, but it was a bit of a shock to the system because I left home and we had New Year's Day Eve in Manchester and then I came straight here and it's all just been a lot. Like it, It's been a lot of travelling and a lot of getting my head around it and also a lot of goodbyes. And I find goodbyes really hard. Like, I re- I think it's my thing I hate the most out of anything ever is goodbyes. Like, they just make me feel really, really upset. And I really, I get quite homesick, I've realised. And the goodbyes make it so much worse. But the nice thing about when I left my hometown was that I was left with my boyfriend. And so it didn't feel quite so terrible. And then I stayed with him for five days. And then I came back to London. So it's kind of like a staggered overall goodbye which was really nice and it made me feel a lot calmer about the whole situation, which sounds so dramatic, but I do just find it really awful. Like, I'm not going to lie, really, really was really upset. And I think it just stems from being the eldest and feeling like I'm leaving everyone behind. And I don't know if there's ever a good sibling to be because maybe the middle one in the sense of goodbyes because there's someone there, so you're not left alone, but then there's also, you don't feel guilty. (coughs) you don't feel as guilty because you're leaving your parents with someone I don't know because I feel like I felt guilty because I was leaving everyone and my youngest sister might feel guilty because she's leaving my parents with no one and it's just this constant catch-22 of realizing you have to leave to create your own life and that's an uncomfortable truth it is uncomfortable it's not nice because you really think you're going to be with them forever but you're not you have to go out and set your own life and you have to begin your own thing and Oh, that makes me feel a bit sick sometimes as well. But New Year's Eve was fun. It was fun. It was quite a chaotic night. And I think this is where I think New Year's Eve just has so much pressure on it. And next year I've just decided I'm just going to do a dinner party. I'm just going to cook a really nice dinner. And I'm going to drink a nice drink at New Year's Eve. And I'm just going to like, that is it. I think New Year's Day is the one to go out on. I think that's the one that's really, really fun. But I think it's also tricky because in my hometown, Boxing Day is such a big night out that I think everyone over the Christmas period wants a big night out. And for most people, that's New Year's Eve. But I already have it on Boxing Day. So honestly, New Year's Eve might just be nice to just do something really chill and just fun. But then I say this and I get to New Year's Eve and I never, ever do that. But maybe this year will be the one. Let's revisit this in a year and see what I think then, because I'll have matured by a year. I will have a totally different outlook on my life in a year, which is mental. Like, I can't imagine me one year older, because I never really feel that much older. I just feel myself, just my body changes. But it doesn't really change as much as I thought it would. Like, it changes in different ways, which is kind of weird, you know? Like, next year I'll be 20, this year I'll be 24. I'll nearly be 25. That's mental to me because I don't feel old enough to be that. And I guess that's because I'm not old enough to be that. I am only 23 right now. 
which is still a baby in the 20s. It's still the very, very early 20s. But when I was in Manchester, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, didn't do anything. Like, New Year's Eve I did, New Year's Day, didn't do anything. I literally watched I've been become a little obsessed with Harry Potter I can't lie I don't know if it's like a comfort thing of like watching something that's such a big series that makes you feel like you're involved in something like I remember when I finished reading them I felt quite lost like you know when you finished a really good series and you just feel a bit lost because you've been in that world that's how I think I felt with this and it's been like a little comfort blanket as I've been moving back and just kind of like adjusting to all of the different change that's going on and so I've been watching that and I watched that all of New Year's Eve. And no, I mean all of New Year's Day. That was what I watched. I watched the Taylor Swift documentary on Amazon Prime. This should really be in the new things I've done this week. But all I did was watch TV that day. And then it was back to work on the second, which was an, a, phew, a shock. I think next year I've decided I'm going to take the second off. Like maybe work New Year's Eve and take the second off instead. Because that is just quite quick to be back with everything like I found it quite like oh this isn't very nice (laughs) this isn't very nice at all and so I think that's what I'm going to do next year but next year you have to take five days of annual leave to have off what we had this time it's all fallen really badly and I thought it'd fallen so much better but it actually hasn't and that's made me really sad to realize but I think I'll just book it and work out how I feel close to the time because it's the thing when you work a proper job you have to properly think about the time you want off and when you want to book it and I just never really know I've started back at the gym and that's been a good start of the routine but I'm not putting too much pressure on it I'm just trying to go and when I go the main thing for me is just trying to have a really good workout and put effort in and I have been feeling better about it like I did I've done two workouts so far it's Friday and I actually put effort in like I actually really tried and I think that's all that I really care about. I know people have these like fitness goals and stuff. My goal is just to consistently try quite hard because I don't. I get in there and I do nothing and I don't want that to be the case this year because this is the year of trying. But anyway, onto the content part of this week's podcast where this week we are talking about the importance of investing in yourself and your environment because I think maybe this is my biggest New Year's resolution. Like it's not really a resolution, it's more just like a I need to shift my mindset on this because I think before the Christmas break, and it's always the way, I was just quite burnt out and I wasn't really prioritising myself. I don't want that to be the case this year. So anyway, on to the content part for this week's podcast. So this week, as I said, we're talking about the importance of investing in yourself and investing in your environment because it's something that I think I really don't prioritise and I don't see as an essential But it is. And it's such an essential. And it's only just now that I'm realising this, that your environment, the space that you create for yourself, your bedroom, the things like the space that you carve out for yourself in your daily life, that is the safe space for you. That is your little cave. That is your section of life where you are just completely okay. And although I'm sure you're going to have safe spaces with other people, this is the one that you get to entirely dictate. And so showing yourself that like, you have a room where you've bought things that make you feel nice in, showing yourself that you've taken the time to create an environment that you feel happy in, that you find aesthetically pleasing, that you feel safe in, that you feel comfortable in, is going to have such a massive impact on your mental health because it shows you that you're worthy. It shows you that you are allowed to have nice things, that you are allowed to create space for yourself, that you are allowed to feel good in a space. And I think all of these things then carry across to that feeling of worthiness and confidence and feeling assured of yourself 
because in your environment at home where you've created a space where you do feel that you prove to yourself that you can you've proved to yourself that you should and it's something that I always I always knew that you should put effort into making your environment feel nice and every time I do I feel so much better but it's the little things that I don't really stay consistent with and I can really see it like I said at the end of last year I was feeling really burnt out and I felt really tired and I just didn't really know what I was doing with everything and my room was a mess silly things like my drawers were a tip none of them worked like none of them were organized everything was just everywhere and there was nothing wrong with that because I know I just had a lot on at the moment and I was struggling to do everything at once but when I came back this year I was like this time if I want to achieve all of these really good things the thing that is going to be really important the backbone to all of this is going to be making myself feel good making myself feel confident because when you do feel confident when you feel good in yourself you're able to achieve so much more because you put in work in places you wouldn't normally put in work. You put time and effort in places you wouldn't have before. There's less need to distract myself on TikTok. There's less need to do all of these things. And I watched a TikTok video and it really changed my perception of... Like, she just said something really interesting. I can't remember the creator. But I'm sure if you searched it, like, it would come up. Um, <clears throat> but it was one of those videos. You know, when you watch, you don't realise that it's had an impact on you until, like, I was thinking about this podcast episode. And it was that one that really made me think... And she said, all of my friends and everyone judge me for how much I spend on my home. Like, how much I spend on making my home feel like a luxury spa retreat. But the thing is, I don't go out to other places. I just spend time in my home. Like, I, you, rather than going on holidays and rather than going and spending places in luxury spas and stuff, I would rather just spend it in my own space so I can always have that. And although I think, yes, you should leave your house and you should go and experience things and you should travel and do all of these things... I also really like the sentiment of like, why am I spending money to go and have this great experience in other places when I could be having spending money to have this great experience in my own place all of the time? And it's just about prioritising that as a way for you to experience your time at home because you're at home for so much time. I'm at home for so much time now that it makes no sense that I'm not treating this as something that needs to be the most important thing you know I need to make sure this space works for me it's silly things like I've never hung up my paintings I've never hung up my wall prints I still haven't got a poster ready like there's so many different things that I haven't done that I really need to do to make this home this room feel like a home like make my room feel like an environment I really want to exist in and it's taking the time to put effort into that. And I think that's what I'm really going to try and do this January is just set myself up for the next year because I see all these different people's rooms and I really feel jealous because I'm like, I want that. And I could have that if I just put in some more time, if I just actually tried and was like, rather than just complaining, I actually did it. And I think this corresponds to like putting effort into yourself and into your environment kind of goes across the ball because it's making me realise that, <clears throat> sorry, I am losing my voice. And so it is going a little bit, but we're going to persevere. It's making me realise that all of these goals that I want to set and these high achievements, there's no point in doing any of it. There's no point in having all of these things that I can say I've done if I don't feel happy and well. And I just want to feel really consistently happy this next year. I want to feel really like just like I'm trying hard. And one of the other big things for me is like eating a very diet and like putting effort into food because I have realised I hyperfixate on three meals and that's all I eat. And I don't really eat anything else. I'll make a chilli, I'll eat like a Greek salad and I'll also have like a pasta thing. 
and I'll just eat those three meals. And the dangerous thing is, is like, I don't get bored of them. I actually just really, really like them. Like, I think they're my favourite. And so it's a bit of an issue because it means that I don't really prioritise eating anything else. And that's not good for my nutrition. And it's also really boring. And it's also meant that I've become such a worse chef. Like, my cooking skills have really gone down. Like, I can cook, but I've just kind of forgotten how because I've got so uninventive with what I'm doing. And so this is the year where I'm really trying to just put effort into myself, but not in the typical, like, oh, I'm just going to go to the gym more. I'm going to go to the gym, but I'm going to try hard at the gym. I'm going to try and get the eight hours of sleep because also I watched a podcast episode about how important sleep is for you. And do you know if you have 10 nights of just six hours sleep a night, that's the most dangerous amount of sleep to have because you won't feel tired or feel like you're coping, but your brain only works about 50% of its capacity than it can if you had a normal eight hours of sleep. How scary is that? And it's these types of things, these types of like routines that I'm trying to work out what I want. Because I also find my issue with routines is that I find them really boring if they're really long. And so these massive nighttime and morning routines that some people have, they're just not going to work for me. I find them boring. Like I really find them really dull. And so instead, I'm just going to try and do like one or two really good things in the morning. Like I'm going to try and do something before I start scrolling. I'm going to try just drink more water and not drink as much coffee and just try and be more aware that it's the morning and I need to look after myself because when I set myself these things up I know it's going to make you feel good and I know it is important but the nighttime routine I had one and it would literally take me like maybe half an hour 40 minutes before I could properly go to sleep and I don't even know if it helped me that much I think the sleep would have helped me more I used to have this thing, I used to have to write out all of my goals before I went to sleep. I used to have to write out the manifestation thing before I went to sleep. I used to have to do an intense process of writing every single thing out before I went to sleep. Whereas now I just look at my vision board and I just think about it and I think about what I'm doing and I think about why I want it. And I think that's enough and it's working out how you can make this routine work for you and how you can make investing in yourself work for you. Because you are the most important person in your life. You should be anyway. Like you, because if you don't value yourself and if you're not trying to work really hard on yourself and make yourself grow into this person, but not see yourself as a project, just having compassion for yourself, then you're never going to be able to put your all into other relationships because you're constantly going to feel like you're not having space for yourself. And I think it's so important when curating really good relationships with other people is to just have a really good relationship with yourself so you can be constantly evaluating that evaluating that relationship and make it growing into and make it grow into something like bigger and better which you can't do if you don't have the self-awareness and I think this is what this entire year is coming back to is like I finally feel like I have more time to be self-aware this year and I think every year I decide to be more self-aware but the biggest thing is I want to feel like I'm investing time in myself because I think I've always done this on a very surface level idea. I've never properly done it. I've never properly done it for a long time. And I've been watching the Blue series on, it's called The 100 Blue Zones or something like that. It's really good. It's on Netflix. And it's all about how you can have longevity, which is like a really long life. Because these are zones in the world where they have a serious, like a much higher proportion of people who are over 100 than the average. Like four or five times more people that are 100. And he goes to all of these places and he finds out about their life, like what do they do and how do they do it and what has allowed them to get to this point. 
And so much of it was about eating the right things, eating really nutritious food, which makes sense. Having enough sleep, being active, not stressing about the small, like not stressing. One of the really interesting ones I found was that you don't have to, like you don't, there's this group of people in Sardinia and they have a ridiculous amount of, sen, I don't know how you eat centurions, people who are 100 they were like a ridiculously high amount and one of the reasons is because a lot of their lines of work is farming and in that line of work your kind of the stress that you are like exerted like the stress that you experience a lot of it is stress that you can control whereas in our societies a lot of the stress that we experience are things that we don't have any impact over And knowing that you are actively able to change something has a massive benefit on your mental health because it gives you that purpose. It gives you that control. It stops you having the high cortisol from the stress because this constant lane of chronic stress comes from you not ever being able to completely solve something. And I think that's another thing that I'm really taking into mind is I need to stop being so stressed about everything and worrying so much. And I think I'll stop worrying so much if I feel like I have a calmer mind and I'll have a calmer mind if I feel like I have a better environment and I'm working hard to eat really lovely foods and I'm trying to go to the gym more and all of these things just feed into me really trying to have these pillars of what is ultimately going to give my life longevity because it's all things I know but it's none of the things I implement and I think one of the things that really like struck me is like we all really focus on these like fad diets and going to the gym and doing all of these things but actually the thing that's important is doing these things for a long time having a healthy diet for a while and we're not talking like never have a glass of wine never do any of these things it's more about it just being nutrient dense it's not about like good food bad foods it's just about like really thinking of the foods that you eat and thinking like does this make me feel good or not like is this going to make me does this fulfill me is this what I want right now and I think that's something that I need to start doing because I think I get quite lazy with food sometimes and I get quite like bored about it and I don't find it exciting and I need to find the excitement in it again I need to find the joy in like cooking a really nice meal and trying something new because at uni I used to have cookbooks and I used to use them all the time and this Christmas I was like mum no I don't want a cookbook that was a big regret I should have got a cookbook but anyway we're gonna try because this year I don't like I'm just becoming aware like I want my life to be as long and healthy as it possibly can and the things I'm doing right now aren't really leading to that they're not really helping me get to that point and it's not about being like thinking like this is the new boring existence or anything like that it's just about making more conscious decisions about how I want my environment to be around me to prove to myself that I am worth it that I can achieve these things that I want to achieve that I am able to be confident because it's all just this cycle of boosting yourself up rather than being a vicious cycle it's like the best cycle ever because you spending time on yourself shows yourself that you're worthy you telling yourself that you're worthy allows you to push yourself you pushing yourself allows you to achieve the things that you want to do achieving the things that you want to do gives yourself purpose when you have purpose you live for longer when you want to live for longer you focus more on health and you focus more on healthy eating and it's just this constant thing of going round and round and round and round of just building this life that makes you feel really good because that's what I want I want to feel really good I want to feel like I'm able to realise that life is not, like, nothing is ever the end of the world and stop letting stress have such a massive impact over me. Because I think if I could leave the year doing that, I'd feel very, very happy. But anyway, on to the question part for this week's podcast. 
So onto the question part for this week's podcast. Now, I am prepared. I've already taken screenshots. I've put them in my photos because this is always what I end up doing. And then I end up like, oh, why is it not there? Oh, because I'm in videos. That is why I just cannot use my phone to save my life. Okay, here we go. How to be motivated when you're in final year. I have coursework due soon. You are so close. And it's awful and it feels like a long slog. But I promise you, it's January. You are going to be finished in four months, probably. I finished in June, actually, so maybe six months. You have six months left. And you will never have to do this ever again. And I think that's the way that I kind of saw it. I was like, I need to put everything into this because... I'm never going to do it again. And the thing is, you are never going to do it again. You're never going to have any more time on it. You're never going to be able to put any more effort into it than you are now. And so I think you've just got to really know, as long as you tried your hardest, that's all you can do. And I'm not, like, you need to still have breaks. You need to still be looking after yourself. But as long as you tried your hardest, that's all you can do. And that was the thing that really motivated me was like, no matter what I get, if I know I tried my hardest, then I can be happy with that. Because I knew that if I hadn't have tried my hardest and I got a grade I wasn't happy with, I'd have felt really, like, annoyed. And so I think that was the way. Maybe I, like, backwards motivated myself of being, like, I know this will really irritate me if I don't get what I want. I'm going to try my hardest so that if I don't, then I'm okay with it. How to survive the last couple of days writing my bachelor's disc. Guys, a lot of you are in the exam mode at the moment and don't worry, it's awful. We've all been there, though. It is hard. And I think the last couple of days, you've really just got to... The way that I wish I'd done it a bit more was I really put time in... Like, I had to rush the ending, which meant that I was still doing edits in Vietnam. Nightmare. That was not something I should have done. I didn't save the right document. It all just went wrong at the last minute. But it was okay because I managed to solve it. Like, I fixed it and it was okay. But I really just think the last couple of days, you need to set yourself a time zone of, like, when are you going to have finished writing by... And then when are you going to start editing? And then hopefully you're already at the editing point if you're on your last couple of days. Give yourself one day off, come away from it totally and then come back to it because you will spot things that you didn't spot before. And I think surviving it, you've just got to realise how well you've done and you've got to have a thing at the end that you're really celebrating. I submitted that dissertation and we went out for a really nice meal in Vietnam and it was just like, that's it. I'm never going to look at it ever again. It's finished. And... I think that's something that really helped me motivated on the last couple of days is thinking Vietnam is coming. So I've got to do something. I've got to get this finished. So giving yourself that cut off and realizing that you have got to finish was really, really helpful. How to genuinely love yourself. Hmm. I think maybe this is what a lot of this podcast was about, about genuinely loving yourself, about creating that space for yourself, allowing yourself to properly exist and giving yourself the time to exist, treating yourself as if you exert, deserve to take up space, because you do deserve to take up space. So I think you genuinely start loving yourself when you give yourself that space to take up, when you try and allow yourself to experience the world, but realising you are allowed to experience the world. And I think once you do that, you start noticing the way you maybe make other people feel and the things you do that you think are pretty great and the characteristics that you have that if you spotted in other people, you'd really, really like. And I think slowly but surely after you start letting yourself take up space and you start showing yourself that your life is worthy, that you are worth it, that you are worth everything that everyone else is worth, so much comes your way and so much love you start to show yourself because you realise that, yeah, you know what, I am. I am allowed to take up space. I am allowed to do this. You realise you are able to do all of these different things that you haven't felt so able to do before, you know? So I think giving yourself that space to take up 
and allowing yourself to do that is really important because it all sends little signals to your brain that this person is worthy and they are a good person and I like this person. Spending time myself, seeing yourself as an investment shows yourself that, you know what, I am pretty great and I think I am going to start to love myself. And I think also a lot of the loving yourself genuinely, sometimes you have to fake it till you make it. Sometimes you keep having to do these things and creating space for yourself, even when you don't feel like it, even when you don't feel like you're worth anything, <clears throat> even when you don't feel like you should be doing that. Sometimes you just have to, because eventually you will carry on doing that and eventually you will reach the point where you realise, I am worth it. It just takes time. What if no one ever loves me again? What if I never find my happy ending with someone? Hmm. I think it's the question that we all have. Like, what if? What if this doesn't happen? What if I never make it as I wanted to make it? What if my life doesn't turn out as I planned? And I think the truth is, you don't know what is going to happen and you can spend your entire life worrying about these what ifs. But rather than worrying about whether no one's ever going to love you again, rather than worrying about if you're never going to find your happy ending, I think the better thing to do would just be to focus on your right now and creating a really happy life for yourself right now. Because I promise you, if your life is happy enough, if you are having a good enough time, if you are surrounding yourself with love, platonic or romantic, you are going to have a happy ending. Because the happy endings aren't all to do with just finding the one person in the world that you feel in love with. You can experience love from so many different types of people. And so please stop focusing on whether or not someone is ever going to love you again. Because the thing is, there are so many different types of love that you can experience. There are so many different types of love out there for you to experience from the world. And you can become hyper fixated on the things you're lacking when there is so much love facing you just right in front. So I would focus on that. Focus on the types of love you do have. Focus on creating a love that you really like. And quite often, when you're least expecting it, when you're most focused on yourself, when you're most focused on creating a life you really like, that's when love walks in like a romantic person that's when someone walks through the door that you've never even thought of as like a relationship person and then everything tends to work out but anyway next question let's see how did you get your podcast running and successful I mean it's taken three years and it's I did you've just got to keep posting you've just got to keep posting you've got to keep recording you've got to keep posting you've got to work out what you're going to talk about and also, I feel like I'm quite brutal with it. Like, I listen back and if I'm like, that was boring, I'll just go back and re-record it. So you've got to remember, the podcast is edited. Like, I don't actually edit it that much. I just kind of listen back to it and normally it's all fine and I don't really have to do anything, which is good. Like, I don't have to go back. I also don't plan anything. I think the podcasts that I really don't like are the ones that are really, really, really meticulously planned and scripted. I give myself a content topic and I just talk about it. And I think those are the podcasts that I enjoy. So I think... You've just got to, I wouldn't really focus on becoming up and running and successful. I wouldn't really focus on that. I would more just focus on creating a podcast that you're really proud of. And if you create something that you're proud of, normally the success will follow, you know? Like, I feel like that's that's the way it's worked for me anyway. How do you avoid feeling lonely in your 20s? I've just left a long-term relationship and I feel like I don't have any friends to do anything with. I felt this exact way when I, like... I think, and I think the thing is, a lot of people feel quite lonely in their 20s. A lot of people struggle to know what they're doing. They struggle to know if it's the right thing. They struggle to know if what they're experiencing is the right thing to experience because there's so much comparison. There's so much pressure on your 20s. And I think a lot of the 20s is just about getting to know yourself. 
getting to work out what you want, getting to work out why you want it. And so there are going to be points where you feel lonely and there are going to be points where you're not sure if you've done the right thing. But you just have to keep prioritising yourself and keep, even though you feel like you don't have people to do things in, keep doing things with people. And also join clubs. Join the Girls Who Graduate group chats. Find other people because the thing is you are not on your own in feeling this way. So many people in their 20s are feeling lonely, are feeling like they don't know what they're doing, are feeling like just very, very lost with it all. And it's okay to feel that way because everyone is feeling that way. But there are so many groups that have been set up to kind of avoid this. And I'm going to be trying to do like podcast meetups this year. Like that's a big thing that I really want to happen. And so hopefully you can meet more people there and everyone is feeling the same. That's just the biggest thing that I want to tell you. There's been moments already this year where I felt really lonely and I wasn't sure if I was doing the right thing. So I promise you, you're not on your own in all of this. But anyway, on to the new things I've done this week. So on to the new things I've done this week. And the first new thing is, as I said, I finished the entire Harry Potter things and I've watched them all on my own. And I really just realised that I need to stop waiting to watch this with someone because I made it to this big thing that I realised I was the only one that actually wanted to watch it. But I was waiting for everyone around me. So I just watched it on my own, guys. It was great. Although the ending... I am glad I now know everything because I have been a bit confused because I haven't watched it in ages. But also I was a bit like, mm, mm. Anyway, I liked it. It was a comfort blanket. It felt a bit like Gilmore Girls. Anyway, moving on from that. I am thinking of rereading it though because I know there's things they missed and I just want to know what and I can't remember. And so I feel like I should reread something. But then I also have this thing of why am I rereading things when I'm like, I should read new things, you know, and I've got so many books for Christmas that I need to read and from the library. So maybe that should be my my priority. At the moment, I'm reading this book called Small Pleasures. Had a bit of a break over Christmas from it. Started reading it again and it's such a good book. It's actually really, really good. I feel like I've been giving bad book recommendations to people recently because I've been doing it when I've been drunk. Terrible idea. My opinion of books massively changed when I'm drunk. The worst book ever could become the most impressive novel I've ever read. And so I don't think anyone trusts me anymore. But this is an actually really good book. Like, it's a strange storyline. But it's really, like, really well written. And I'm very invested in it. And so I think you'd like that. So I definitely recommend reading that. Juno, as I said, The Money App. I feel like it sounds like I'm sponsored. I'm really not. They don't even know who I am. I just think it's a really good app and I like it. It's fun. You get to earn avocados and I just like it. I like the lack of pressure on it. And I feel like I am learning things. And money is a big thing this year that I want to get better at. I feel like languages is the thing I struggle with. And so I want to invest time in understanding money and saving and budgeting because I don't really do that. I just kind of have my two bank accounts and I don't know how either of them really work. And that's something that I want to improve this year. Like I'm focusing on being like financially stable. Other things, I started watching, um, I watched Saltburn, as I said. Mm-hmm. That was last week though. Other things this week, I'm not going to lie, it's really bad. I have just been watching Harry Potter. I own, I had The Order of the Phoenix, Half-Blood Prince, Deathly Hallows Part 1 and Deathly Hallows Part 2 to watch. So I had quite a lot of film material and that's it. We did watch though, Prayers Before Dawn, which is brilliant. It's quite, like, graphic, and I just read up on the warnings of it because it might be a bit triggering if you... Yeah, I don't want to say too much in case, like... But, you know, just read up on it before you watch it, just in case. But it's a really... It was a great film. It's about this man who gets... It's a true story about a man in a Thai prison who becomes a boxer and kind of his road to freedom, and it was a really, really brilliant film. I think especially with those films, when it's a true story, I always find them, like, that bit more, like, oh, 
but it was really good. I enjoyed it. It was quite like violent, which I don't really like violent films, but I was watching it with my boyfriend and of course he wanted to watch it and so we did, but I did actually enjoy it and the storyline was great and it was really well acted. Um, other things that I've been watching this week on doing, I think that's it. I got to start watching Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow. It's this new book that I got. I said watching, I mean reading. That's the next book I'm going to read. Or I also have I Wish We Weren't Related by Radhika Sangani. And so I don't know which one to pick, but then I've also been told to read Lessons in Chemistry which was kind of written, like, the drive behind the writer writing it was a sexist work environment she was working in. She was so furious at it and she was so annoyed at it. And something happened, like, this incident, she just came back and she just wrote the entire first chapter in one go. And so it's really got that kind of, like, rage behind it, which is, like, I think makes it a really good read. But I don't... Because it's hardback, I just haven't really got into it because it's a bit big to take around. But I know I just need to invest in it because everyone says it's a really, really good book. It's by Bonnie Garmus, if you haven't heard of it. I would definitely recommend that one. Everyone in my family has read it and everyone in my family has loved it. But anyway, I need to go because I need to go on a run to edit this podcast. But I hope you're having a good week. Thank you so much for listening and I can't wait to speak to you again soon. Make sure you're following me on Instagram and on TikTok at you've got my underscore pod and I will speak to you again next week. I love you. Bye.